Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. Talking about next. And so last week, I think it's real easy coming in after Easter week. One, you know, everybody who goes to church on Easter is, is not going to come back until Christmas. And so we have those people. But I think it's really easy on the week after Easter to lay out or lay low or just go back and fall into the grind of life, right? Well, back to work, you know, Easter was great. It was such a nice time together to recharge and we saw life change and we saw energy and we saw flags and we have a new building and it's amazing and there's new people. And if you're returning today, thank you. It means so much that you would come back. And so what's next then? And what's next is really the faith to follow. I think that when we talk about believing, believing is good and, and it's, it's easy to kind of know and grasp the death the bear on the resurrection of Jesus, but really it takes faith to follow because he's to come in on Easter Sunday and be like, cool, check, next, and, and, and go from there, right? And so we either go back to the grind of life that we were in or we go, oh man, summer's coming. Summer's coming and we have a vacation or kids are getting out or we're going to Florida or wherever we go in Colorado. I'm not, I don't know where we vacation yet here, so I'll figure that out, okay? And so we learned last week that Jesus' resurrection means restoration, it means restoration. It means new life. It means forgiveness. And in that forgiveness, remember, it says we walk in freedom. And last week, the kind of big mile marker point was when we walk in that freedom, we have peace. Everybody say peace. 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 We have peace in the freedom of Jesus. It's who he is. It's who he is. And so then when you're walking the walk or you're, 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 you're trying to become or, or be better as a follower of Jesus, I think it's real easy um, to feel like, Man, that was such an awesome day, and that was such an awesome moment. It's too good to be true. Too good to be true. Like, it surely can't be like that every day of my life, right? And I think a lot of that's engagement, but, um, but the reality is, is Jesus is, is not just too good to be true. He's truer than that. He's more consistent than that. He's more faithful than that. So we said this morning, he's the God that was and is and is to come. He's the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's the God of always. And so there's no such thing as a Ponzi scheme or a multi-level marketing scheme with God. You know, my transition here, we, we came here from Detroit, Michigan, and I was told by several people who are really close to me, really close, really good friends. That's too good to be true. There's no way. There's no way that can actually be happening as fast as this. We made the transition here to the title in about three weeks. It's crazy. It's crazy timing. It took me 18, 18 months to leave an organization that I spent 18 years of my life at. And so for me to be here and just that quick was, was too good to be true. I was talking to a guy on my board and he said, Dusty, I just want to call you on that. He said, there's no such thing as too good to be true with God. There's no such thing. God either gives you the desires of your heart or he doesn't. He either is or he isn't, but there's no such thing as, oh, well, that's too good to be true. You guys ever had any too good to be true moments? And so then this week, it could be really easy just to look over last week and and if you were here, awesome. If you weren't, welcome. Um, but what we need to realize is last week, a lot of people established, reestablished, came into a relationship, affirmed their faith or reaffirmed their faith in God. And so then really the rebirth of the church happened last week. The church being us, the community of faith, right? Resurrection means life change. It means a new covenant, the blood covenant that we have. It means the law is gone. 
And now we have the blood of Jesus and we all walk that way and God sees us through the blood of his son. And so then, and so then, what people want to see from you is what? If you've made a decision or you've said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm changing some things up. I'm going to start following Jesus. I'm going to start living biblical principles. The people around you who know you best say what? You're right. Seeing is believing, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I know who you were. I know where you're from. I know what you did. Okay. And, and we'll see. We'll see. Right? We'll see. And when they say that, you say what? Oh. And that's just the devil taking you right back to the muddy mess that you came out of. And you believe their words over God's words. And resurrection means you get to walk in new life. It means you walk with him, meaning new. You're going forward a new creation. And so then faith to follow really takes patience to grow. And I think this is where we kind of stink as human beings, right? Especially in 2022. Everybody has the Disney Fast Pass in 2022. You can have whatever you want whenever you want it right now. I can order stuff from Amazon today and it be at my house today. That's insane. That's insane. No wonder we're not going to the big box stores anymore, right? And so then with the fast pass, what we want, we want to go from the seed, which many people planted last week, to the full grown tree, flourishing, lots of fruit. And we want to enjoy the fruit right now. Like we have to have it right now, right? And it's okay to want that. And that's just your flesh. That's you going, man, I made a decision. How come not seeing the fruit? Well, where's the roots? Where's the roots, right? And so faith to follow really takes patience to grow. And even though we just planted that seed and we want the fruit, we really need to be able and be faithful to walk, right? The growth process, your faith journey is your personal journey. And so the people who would say, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, they've not walked your path and they've not stepped in your shoes. And that's one thing that we're never going to pretend to do here. Anybody who comes to the door is always going to be welcomed, loved, appreciated, respected. Why? Because I don't know where they're from. I don't know what they've walked. I don't know how they've been, but I know Jesus does. And I know Jesus overcomes all of that. And so then nobody's walked your journey. So then don't look to your people who are, who are more mature in their faith and compare yourself to them. Just enjoy your journey. Just enjoy yours and take another step. Take another step. And so then I want to look at what's happening this week in uh, the week after the resurrection. So we're going to look at Thomas's kind of point of perspective. And in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31, this is really how you can believe what Jesus gave you, what Jesus gave you with the resurrection. So uh, kind, of, kind of some thick scripture here, but I want you to see this, this is huge. You're walking in new life. Everybody say new life. New life. Everybody say 10 a.m. <laughs> All right. In the evening of the first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together. The doors were locked because of their fear of the Jews. Then Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace to you. He said, peace to you. What do we have in the freedom of Jesus? Peace. He says, peace. He reminds them again. Hey, peace, peace. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw him. They're like, oh, hey, this is the guy. You were dead, but now you're alive, right? And so then all that fear goes away, all that angst, all that, ugh, like not sure. Oh, these, these people hate us now because we follow Jesus, right? He says, peace to you. And having shown this, they say, this is the Lord. So Jesus said to, the, said to them again, hey, don't you love it when, when people have to tell you something twice? I've always had this deal with the Lord. Lord, you will not have to tell me twice. It took me a long time to get there, and he still has to do it today, but that's like, that's a promise for me. You don't have to tell me twice. You ever been pulled over by the police and get a warning? What do you say? Hey, don't have to tell me twice. You got it, man. You got it. You won't catch me again, okay? And so then Jesus says to them again, peace 
to you. Peace to you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. Those are our walking papers. If you're a highlighter or note taker, just highlight verse 21. After saying this, he breathed him and said, receive my spirit. God's spirit. God is three parts whole. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He breathes it. And he says, if, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain them, they are retained. Now, Thomas was missing in action when all this was happening. Okay, Thomas is one of the guys. And, and he wasn't with them. And so the disciples, after seeing Jesus, being with Jesus, they go and say, hey, man, we saw Jesus. He was here. And essentially paraphrased, Thomas says, baloney. I'll believe it when I see it. I will believe it when I see it. And he says, no, no, we've seen the Lord. And he says, if I don't see the mark of the nails on his hands, and if I don't put my finger in, those mar- in that mark, and I don't put my hand aside, he says, I will never believe. That's what Thomas says. He's, he's a follower of Jesus. Ever been where Thomas is? I'll believe it when I see it. Some of us have people telling us that right now. Yeah, sure you did. I'll believe it when I see it. Now, here we go. Verse 26, after eight days. Okay, so we're a week after the resurrection. The disciples are indoors again, but this time Thomas is with them. Okay? And Jesus came and he stands among them and guess what he says to them again? Peace. Peace. Peace to you. Hey, don't be alarmed. It's just me, Jesus, right? Then he said to Thomas, hey, Thomas. Thomas wasn't there the first time. Okay? Hey, Thomas, come on over here, bud. Come over here. Go ahead and put your finger here. Go ahead and feel that. Come on, Thomas. And reach your hand to my side, Thomas. Come on. What do you think Thomas is thinking at this moment? And Jesus calls him out. I love the challenge that Jesus brings to us. He says, don't be an unbeliever. Now that you've seen, now that you've touched everything you said, I just gave to you. Don't be an unbeliever, but a believer. Do not be faithless any longer. Believe. Believe. Why can Thomas believe now? He touched it. He saw it. He was there. Presence, right? Presence. And Thomas responds what? My Lord, my God. Complete flip. It was a complete flip. And Jesus said this. This is huge for us today in this room 2,022 years later. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. But those who believe without seeing are blessed. Blessed are those who haven't seen. Blessed are those who haven't seen and will believe anyway, is what he's saying. That's you and that's me. I haven't seen them, but I believe. But I believe. And so then after that, it says Jesus performed many other signs. Verse 31 says that it's written, these were all performed, and this was written down, so that you would believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah of God, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name. Resurrection life. And so I think we all identify with Thomas. We've been in the place where, yeah, I'll, I'll believe when I see it. And then when it comes true, you're like, hey, I can, I can get on that boat. I can step in that boat, right? Thomas believed everything that he heard outside of that room with other people. And when the disciples started telling him, hey, we saw him. And he said, no, nah, no, 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 that's hearsay. And I'm sure he heard a lot from the disciples, right? I can only imagine those conversations. And what we need to see is eight days after the resurrection, Thomas believed more in the report that Jesus was dead than he did in the hope that Jesus was alive. Just eight days later, here we are, 2022. It's easy to feel like Thomas today and be like, hmm, you know the life I'm living? Jesus does. How do you think Jesus knew to come in? And immediately 
Immediately when he shows us, hey, peace to you. Thomas, come here, son. Immediately, Jesus knows you just like that. He knows your thoughts. He knows your heart. He knows your intentions. He wants to be in the center of all of it. And so then, Jesus shows up eight days later and says what? Don't be faithless. Don't be faithless anymore. Believe. Come on, man. Remember. Remember. Your memory is your motivation, by the way. I get to be the one to remind us of all this. Many of you, your example is going to speak more to your faithless friends than anything else. Your example is going to speak more to your faithless friends than anything else. And so then, show me, don't tell me. It's leadership 101. Great leadership is show me. Because why? Because you don't care what I have to say. I can go stand on the corner and tell you all the great things about the gospel, but if you don't know me, if there's no relationship, I'm not listening. And nobody really wants to listen today. We're overloaded with that stuff because of social media, right? And so then walking into a relationship with Jesus means you realized it. You realize the way that you used to think. If you're taking notes, hang with me right here. Walking with Jesus means you need to realize the way that you used to think. Colossians 3 says, put off your old self, walk in the new, you be renewed daily. Because here's the truth. The truth is we default to see what we've learned. We default to see what we've been told and we default to see what we expect. And we're always looking for what we've been taught, what we've been told, and what we expect. And so then, when we don't see what we've been taught, what we've been told, or what we expect, what do we say? This ought to be different. I thought this would be better. Didn't see that coming. Man, I sure thought this would be better. Why? Because we've trained ourselves to see the way that we want to see and not the way that God wants us to see. Not what God has for us in our lives. And so then this is what makes your faith great. It's trust. It's trust. And so if you always knew what was going to happen, would you need any faith at all? No. Because if you always knew what was going to happen, what part does God play in that? He doesn't. He doesn't. God wants to be in the center of your life. He sent Jesus to restore you. (laughs) Faith to follow takes patience to grow, which requires trust in God. What's next is that faith to follow, and that trust needs to begin to grow. And so as we follow Jesus, we must identify who set our standard of expectation. If you're taking notes, who set my standard of expectation? I have a standard every, every time I walk in here. Okay. Guess what? My expectation, my expectation leads to my greatest frustrations. My expectation leads to my greatest disappointments. Who created it? I did. I do it all the time. In my 40s, I'm still ignorant. I still do it. Set the bar where I can't reach it. And then I'm just fired up mad because I didn't reach it. Right? Who? Identify who set the expectation, who set the standard. Right? Right? What in the past has marked it to where you believe you have to be this way, right? You have to understand and identify the expectation of your belief. If you're going to have faith to follow. This is where Jesus' return, this is where Jesus' resurrection, this is where biblical principle comes into play for us as believers, as followers of Jesus. That's what he taught us. So then it must come into practice. And so then, you don't have to see anything to believe. You don't have to create anything to believe. You don't have to expect anything to believe. You don't need any more hype to believe. You simply make the decision to believe. We simply choose to believe. And once we choose to believe, we take a step. 
And it's always one step at a time. And again, your path is different than somebody else's. And here's the reality. The reality is this. Your belief will become what you invest in it, not what you imagine it to be. Man, we love to imagine, right? And we love to set that expectation real high. And we don't, want, we don't understand that, that real high, that's really 25 years from now. But man, we just want the fruit, from, for, the fruit it's going to take to get to that place right now. And so then, it's going to be what you invest. If you go to the bank, this is, I use this in coaching a lot, you're going to get out what you put in, right? And so I can't go to the bank with an empty account and go, hey, I need two grand. What are they going to say? <laughs> that's stupid, okay? Good luck. Go to the next bank, right? Now, if I put two grand in the bank, I can take two grand out. It's going to be there and available for me. Your journey, your faith, your belief will become what you invest in it, not what you imagine it to be, right? John Maxwell says, you can't have uphill hopes with downhill habits. Dang. Can't have that. You can't have that with Jesus, right? And so there's a difference in the seed and the tree. And what we understand about that is growth, growth. How do you get growth? You water. The more you water, the more it grows, right? And so then you need water daily. That's what that scripture in Colossians talks about. You're being renewed daily. You're being renewed daily in the image of your creator. Wait a second. I don't look. Yes, you do. You're made in the image of God. And so then you're being renewed daily in that image. Everybody say daily. So then you need water daily. And the more you water, the more fruit you bear. Right? And so then the seed actually grows down before it sprouts up. It's called roots. And so what we're looking for is to establish a great root system so we can grow a great tree. That takes water. You need water daily. And so then, that's why John 14 says, apart from me, you'll do nothing. Stay connected to your source. Your source is God. You're reestablished through the sun, right? And so today, just like eight days after the resurrection, Jesus says, peace to you. Peace to you. Peace. Worship matches. Peace. Peace. You can believe without seeing. And when you do, you'll experience God's mercy and God's grace. And God's spirit will be with you. He says, it's enough. He says, I'll go before you and I'll be around you and I'll go behind you and I'll set your path and I'll make it clear. If you'll just walk, if you'll just have the faith to follow. That's good news. That's good news. Let's look at verse 21. Verse 21, it says, as the father has sent me, I send you. I love John's version because it gets right to the point. It's my type of guy, right? In Matthew, this, this goes a little bit deeper. It has a little more color. There's more depth. It makes us feel a lot better as people. So let's take a look at verse 21, partnered with Matthew chapter uh, 28, verse 16 through 20. It says, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mount where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. You got to shake the haters, right? <laughs> some still doubted. This is, this is just after the resurrection. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I'm giving it to you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. I am with you always. I'm with you always until the end of the age. God never leaves you. God never leaves you. This is our action step. And so then what you will see is, is not necessarily the faith to believe that Jesus died and rose again. It's the faith to follow. And he says, I'm sending you. I'm sending you, all of us. And that makes you uncomfortable. And that's okay. It makes me uncomfortable too. Okay, I'm in a new city and I'm trying to make new friends. Okay. <laughs> and so then 
This means we're the church. He's sending you. This means it's not about this building. Although it's nice and pretty now, we've made room for other people to come find Jesus, to come find Jesus. And so the reason is this. Today, all over our country, you see empty churches. They're empty and they're empty and they're empty and they're empty. And they're empty because we all sit and we believe that something else is going to happen. We're sitting just as silent as the unbelievers are sitting, as believers. When God said, hey, my father sent me, now I'm sending you, now you go. And with that perspective, how we see the Great Commission, I'm sending you, now you go. How we see that is, that is something Jesus told those 12, okay? He didn't say it to me. Those guys are dead and gone, and they left it to you and I. And so when Jesus says, the Father sent me, now I'm sending you, that's personal. We have to make it personal. We can't shift and say, well, that's for the person to seat beside me or the guys who, who were here 2,000 years ago. Now, there are plenty of followers of Jesus in this city, in this room, enough to reach and show people who God is. Agreed? So then we must do our part. And so the rebirth of the church is, is that. As I've sent you, as, as the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. And so then, in the first chapter of all the Gospels, okay? That's the New Testament. This is Jesus has came. We are talking New Testament stuff. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We talked about fishing a couple weeks ago, but I want to remind you that Jesus is the bait, okay? And the more that you grow in him, the more you get established, the more that you water, the more that you get rooted, the more that you grow, the more fish you're going to catch, the more people are going to see. And it won't be, yeah, sure, sure, bud. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, you've, there's been life changing you. You found God. No, you didn't. Okay, you're still in the same crap you're doing before. Put off the old self and walk in new resurrection life. And so then we got to have to get water daily. We're being renewed daily in the image of our creator. We have to gain depth. We do that. We bear good fruit. Our light shines before men. I'm going to close with this. Jesus turned the whole church over to a guy named Peter. Peter, you've heard about Peter before. Peter was the guy who denied Jesus three times. And Jesus told him, now you'll deny me three times before the sun comes up. And he says, no, never. Never. I'll never do that, God. And it comes back around full circle afterwards. And Jesus is asking Peter some hard questions. And, and then Peter confirms him. And he says, you are. I do have your heart. And so Jesus turns the church over to Peter. And the only reason he turns the church over to Peter is because he has the faith to follow. It's not about his heart or what he's seen, or what he's touched. It's his heart. Jesus sees his heart and he says, I know this is the guy. And in this conversation, what you see is Jesus and Peter walking side by side and everybody else following Peter. I just want you to, to think about being like Peter. We talk a lot about being like Jesus and some of us that's hard to do because we've made it something it's not. I think we can identify with Peter here. Peter has a heart to follow. In that conversation, what you've seen was Peter and Jesus and everybody else was following. And there are people following you. You have, you have a circle of influence. You have people that you know. They're looking to you and they don't even know why they look at you. I have people who come here every week and they don't even know why they want to come here. They have no clue. I just like being here. I know I'm supposed to be here. There's something good here. Guess what? We're going to walk with those people. We're going to walk with everybody who comes to the door because Jesus is greater right? And so Peter was pretty wild. But one thing that Jesus knew about Peter is I have his heart. I have his heart. And this is the guy that's going to take the church. He's going to be a leader of men. 
And earlier in John chapter six, there's a ton of scripture. I'm not going to read it to you. I just want to tell you, there's a conversation going on. And Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And I'm just going to be real with you. This, this pisses a lot of people off. And they're like, following him no more. And they all turn their back on Jesus. And this breaks his heart. And so he asked the 12, he asked the 12, are you going to go too? Why don't you guys just go too? If that's how it's going to be, just go too. And here's what Peter said in verse 68. Lord, this is after Jesus says, don't you want to go with them too? And he asked him twice, don't you want to go with them too? Go ahead, go, go ahead. And Simon Peter says this, he says, Lord, who will we go to? Who will we go to? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know, trust and know that you are the Holy One of God. You're the Son of God. Lord, where do we go? When I doubt, when I worry, I fear, where would I go? I'm going to go and I'm going to run and I'm going to turn right back to God every time. That's what Peter did. Lord, who do we go? If you take one thing away from it, take Peter's perspective away today. Not that we would turn our back when it gets weird or when it gets hard, or that we would hit the snooze button because... I don't know what you're going to do when you hit the snooze button, okay? I'm not, I can't do that, right? When the wind's not in your favor, God's still there. God's still there. When you face a challenge that you didn't see coming because not the way you thought it would be, God's still there. He's still there. And I would hope that you would cling to the words of eternal life, the words of truth, the words that Jesus said, the words Jesus told us. So you can start every day with this. Lord, to whom would I go? I don't even know what the day lies ahead. I don't even know what's in front of me today. But Lord, help me go with you. Help me go with you. You're the way. I trust you. Faith to follow takes trust. I need you. I believe you. I believe you over me. I want your will, not mine. And Peter, give us a great example to follow. So your action step this week is this. Do not set idle. One, you need water. It's a dry place in so many ways. (laughs) Do not set idle hoping, but go believing. As the Father sent me, now I am sending you. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says this. When help comes, hope follows. When help comes, hope follows. Who do you know that needs hope this week? Who in your circle is drowning? And they would just like you to go and reach a hand out. They're already looking to you. They're just afraid to say something. Who do you know that needs hope? When help comes, hope follows. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. It's a phenomenal reminder. I'm going to challenge you. Don't be like Thomas. Eight days later, not a belief in your heart. Be all in. If we're in Vegas, I don't gamble, but all in. Push it all forward. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Nobody goes except through him. As we've reaffirmed our relationships, taken steps in our faith, I want to challenge you to go and be helped this week because when help comes, hope follows. Be hope this week in your world. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church 
without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.